I feel fairly certain that I have called shenanigans on Kamen Rider series that I have enjoyed before. Uh, I think I'm less likely to call shenanigans on a series that I dislike because uh, I there usually aren't terrible uh, Kamen Riders, at least from Double Onward. Um, <laughs> that's a funny joke for me. But uh, anyway, um, the ones that are not good enough I just don't call shenanigans on. But uh, anyway... I'm calling shenanigans on Zero One. This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu. And right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider Zero One, episode 26. Uh, wow. Uh, first of all, I'm going to contain myself to 10 minutes because otherwise I'll just bellyache and gripe and be, you know, a fool for, you know, 30 minutes or so. Um, so I'm going to contain myself. First of all, the episode starts off, I think it starts off with this beautiful night shot and it's actually... Or it doesn't start off with the night shot, but it transitions quickly and it's early on in the runtime. There's this beautiful night shot, and it's actually a night to day time lapse of Tokyo, I believe, because there's Tokyo Tower there, I think. I, I don't, I've never been in Japan, I don't know geography very well, so, you know, I could be getting it wrong. But it really is a lovely shot, and we do not get enough night shots of Tokusatsu. Um, offhand, I can think of Comrade Build. In this first episode, his first fight is at night, and that was really nice. Kuga has some night stuff. Uh, like with the bat at the church and things like that, and that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, lots of really lovely stuff. Uh, it's just, it's really pretty, and it's nice to see beauty represented uh, in these shows, especially when there's all the ugliness and filth and terribleness of humanity. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I've talked about heads-up displays before. Not so much on the show, but like on Twitter and Tumblr and whatever, I've made posts about it. I really like this uh, firefighting Zaya spec. I like that it looks, you know, it, um, so these glasses look like workman, uh, safety glasses, like for eye protection. Uh, I'm in, uh, fabricating. I work in the office now. I used to be out in the shop though, but I work in fabricating and our guys wear these, uh, for eye protection. Um, they used to be these huge, like, uh, like laboratory style glasses that were wrapped around and were clear and plastic and you know, didn't look cool, but then they came up with these style that looked really nifty. Uh, this guy, it looks like his lenses go extra far down on his face, which that's what it looks like on the HUD, but I don't remember that's what it looked like on his actual face. Um, but still, regardless, it looks pretty cool. You, <laughs> never mind. It's a hot look on you and, uh, you know, that you get to see or something. I don't know. Anyway, I liked it. Uh, the Jin, Combinator Jin, and, um, Isamu uh, confrontation in this episode it was interesting. It's moving the plot forward. There's been this slow burn of stuff going on in the background. The most interesting thing to me is that Jin is telling Hirobi, first of all, Jin went over to Hirobi, went over to his dad, put his gun down, and took his uh, straight jacket off and said, Dad, you look a lot better like this. That's sweet. <laughs> Next, he told Hirobi that he's not here to m murder all the humans. He's here to liberate Humagear in another way, and gosh, I think that's interesting. Um, I wonder exactly where that's going to go, what that's going to mean. In the meantime, I'll enjoy his suit and him slapping around Isamu. Uh, I don't want Isamu to die, I don't want him to get beat up a bunch, but every now and then it's nice. I, I think the conflict is good for him. I think some people only learn through experience and through hardship and by getting knocked down, and I think is one of those people, and he's going to get back up and be better um, than he was before he got knocked down, so... That's what I'm hoping for, for that guy. <laughs> um, we got a Raid Riser in this episode. I cannot tell what he's supposed to look like. He looks like he has, uh, like, night vision goggles on. 
And other than that, he's got a gun that shoots fire out of it. Uh, he looks very militaristic, um, much more like a uh, war type. Uh, like he looks like he's designed for combat. Not that other raid risers haven't, but even more so than any uh, human gear or, or uh, you know, extinction rise. Well, I mean, they're all you know for destroying and and things like that when the human gear go berserk. But I don't know. There's just something. I almost think his design deviates from the rest of the Raid Risers because it just looks so darn militaristic. Like, looks like they took parts off of um, the Guardians or whatever from Build, maybe, or some other militaristic, uh, you know, troops um, from Common Raider over the last few years and then put them onto this guy, which is a good look. It's interesting. I wonder who he is. We'll find out next episode, I guess. Uh, what's more interesting to me, though, and where I'm starting to get to into the points of some contention with the show are you... Uh, Yaiba, Yaiba, Yua, Miss uh, um, Stoic Pants over here is just listening to Zaya and doing whatever the heck he wants her to, even to the point of, and I'm I, you know I'm, I was gonna slowly roll into this, but I'm just launching full into it, everybody. She is no longer acting as Ames was stopping. Magir, who had gone berserk, stopping Magir, who had gone berserk because Jin went around and slapped one of these Extinction Rise belts on them and caused them to go berserk against their will, corrupting their nature, their, uh, their will, their, uh, like, bodily integrity and sovereignty, forcing them to be evil, to be destroyed, so that, you know, whatever, they were enriching those data tapes or the, the progress keys in order to, you know, do something with satellite uh, arc or with the arc satellite. But her boss, this businessman uh, who, who wants to be a thousand percent and talks about how he's like, I think he makes an argument that he's completely moral. This dude is taking on the actions and the tactics of the terrorist group that he funded and, and orchestrated and is using them now in order to put forward his political agenda. What is this guy? The U.S. government? Is he the CIA? Uh, sorry. <laughs> but seriously, what he's doing is evil. And I cannot believe that this is happening. I am so livid. I cannot understand the level of shenanigans going on here and how it's going to be tolerated at all. Hopefully in the next episode it'll be addressed. And I can calm down. The only redeeming thing in this episode was that Homura, Hiromu, I don't know. Hiromu was uh, Cheetah. Um, <laughs> Cheetah Niku's pal uh, in Go Busters. But I think this guy's Homura, the human firefighter captain dude. Um, he's a solid guy. He saved someone's life. I almost thought they were going to go an angle where uh, Heaton would say, like, you know what? My human gear didn't do a good job saving people. Uh, because he gave up on this person, and, like, we can all learn something. And they didn't kind of go the, we can all learn something, but I thought somehow they were going to lose, or, like, forfeit this match, and then it would really be decided in, like, sudden death in the next episode, because of, you know, Zai having cheated before, which they totally have, and they totally continue to do. Anyway. Uh, but I love that, uh, or, I mean, and then Guy gets even more insane, because, uh, uh, Ichi, Ichi, Ichi Ichinosuke or whatever, uh, he's processing the data. He doesn't go berserk. They force him to go berserk. And then even after he's been healed and stopped in his tracks by uh, by Aruto, 
the guy is saying, I'm still going to destroy that. He, like, what, what in the world is going on? What is with this arch villain? Baba Mises. I, 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 I just can't stand it. It's driving me crazy. I can't stand how darn evil uh, Zaya dude, uh, Guy Amatsu is. And man, I cannot wait for him to be taken down. I cannot wait for him to get out of the show. Uh, I could understand it. I can understand people's... Well, I don't understand people's affection for villains. Like, oh, I love them. They're so sweet. They're not. They're, they're trying to murder people, guys. Come on. They're they're trying to commit genocide. They're not sweet boys, okay? Um, there are things that you can like about them. There are uh, ways that you can empathize with them. I cannot empathize with a Matsu guy. I see no humanity in him, uh, at least with um, these imperfect creations, you know, Hirobi and Jin. They, you know... They're imperfect creations. They're flawed in some way that I can sympathize with. But this guy just seems to be malicious, uh, evil. He wants to destroy people's property. He wants to steal Hiden from Aruto and, you know, Koronosuke because he disagreed with him or whatever. Like, everything that Amatsu guy has done, as far as I can tell, and each thing that he, each new thing that he does in the show as we progress, uh, as we pro-rise... And everybody jumps together, um, is showing me more and more that the guy is just bad. He's just evil. He's wrong in everything that he's been doing, and all his intentions are ill. And that Common Rider Zaya, the Legend of Thousand, or whatever the heck it's going to be called, or is called, I see there's no way it can redeem him. Maybe later when it comes out, I'll watch it, and I might change my mind, but I don't see how it's possible because this guy's violating people's property rights. He's hurting people, he is aggressing, he is defrauding, he is uh, lying, uh, he's doing all these things that are evil and bad, and uh, he's doing it all for personal gain, because he's a big jerk face, and uh, I don't like him, he stinks and I don't like him. That felt pretty good, I had to get that off my chest. Anyway, overall enjoyed the episode, the tension was there, uh, the drama, you know, those are good things, but I just... I'm having cognitive dissonance because of how blatantly evil this guy is and how okay everyone just seems to be with it. Like, people are just letting it pass by. I, uh... Anyway, MD Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check out MGMoons.com for my other review series. I've got another writer cast where I sample all the Heisei-era common writers debut episodes, the first two, from Kuga to Zio. I also have King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows where I talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam each and every single episode. And you can also find Going Ultra there, where I talk about SS.Gridman, uh, Ultraman, the Netflix anime, Season 1 is on there, uh, Ultra Fight Galaxy New Generation Heroes is also there, and uh, there will be more Ultraman content there in the future. And you can check out Swinging Through Comics, where I talk about comic books. Mostly Marvel, uh, some Marvel Star Wars, some Star Wars Dark Horse, and I'm also talking about uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars over there. I'm reviewing that uh, and putting that on Swinging Through Comics because they're tangentially related enough. And I'm also doing some kind of like topic-y um, opinion, commentary, analysis, theory, <laughs> whatever videos on there related to Star Wars too because uh, I like Star Wars. It's, it's a big deal for me. I also have writing projects over on uh, mjmunios.com that you can find there. Uh, if you love what I do and want to support me, my coffee uh, and Redbubble accounts have you covered. I have some... Tokusatsu-inspired designs there that you can check out. Get a sticker, get a mug, get a shirt, get a scarf. It's very common writer guys. Scarf or a blanket, if you want. Uh, if you had a good time, 
uh, or and, and sorry, and relevant links are below. Uh, you got to tell me, folks, can you handle a Matsugai? Do you understand why things are going the way they are? Do you like what's going on? Does Yaibu need to be arrested by Ames because she just turned a uh, gear into a or a, a human gear into a Magir? I don't know. Maybe she does, and maybe her boss does too. Uh, you can't just say you're following orders and be uh, absolved of uh, you know guilt for anything that you've done. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.